Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Wouldn't it be cool if you could only hang out with high caliber people? The movers and shakers who are actually doing things. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, the CEO of Success Champion Networking and best-selling author. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales and automation tactician and genius. And in this show, we talk about how to grow your business through sales, marketing, business development, and networking. In this episode, we are going to dive in how to hang out with the badasses, the people that are in the know, doing the things, and can open the right doors for you. So as I was, before I launched the companies, I did a ton of networking uh, around town and I got frustrated with with some of the places that I'd find myself in because it wasn't the right people, wasn't the right conversations. And you could just tell they couldn't get you into the conversations that you wanted to get into. So I kept looking for these more high caliber rooms and things. And that's where I came up with the idea that, you know, CEOs go to breakfast, middle management goes to lunch and, and salespeople go to after hours. And that theory got flipped on its head one night when a buddy of mine, you know, invited me to a private poker, uh, you know, session and he said, bring a wad of cash. And so this was an, an interesting thing for me because in my head, you know, CEOs and decision makers didn't do anything in the evenings. It was all in the mornings. And this particular event was in the, you know, bottom of a very, hoity-toity club with, you know, restaurants, entire athletic you know, centers. I mean, the who's who of our town were in this building. And when I walked into, and it was actually, you know, kind of tucked away in the athletic center. When I walked into the athletic center, you know, I realized as soon as I walked in that I was definitely sitting in a room with a lot different caliber people than I typically found myself in. And I also realized in this moment, this night was going to cost me a shit ton of freaking money because I was going to hang around for a while and I suck at poker. But in, in sitting down with this room, you know, I was sitting with judges. I was sitting with CEOs, of major corporations, 
I was sitting with, you know, some of the biggest movers and shakers in town and watching them pivot maneuver conversations. Like one guy stood up immediately and is like, you know, I just went all in and lost that hand. So I'm buying everybody around. And then that round of drinks was probably two grand you know, just for watching him buy a round of drinks for everybody. And, you know, kind of everybody kind of had their place in time. But a couple of days after that poker night and I lost a shit ton of money, I remember being, you know, at other events out in town and I'd started seeing some of these guys that were down there playing poker. And there was almost this this level of acknowledgement or this this there wasn't a private handshake, but it kind of felt like that, right? That that you had this this untold secret out there that you were hanging out with these type of people, which led to some really cool dealings and, and some really cool conversations for me and my business as a crew, you know, especially selling sales training because it opened up some really cool doors. So, you know, as we walk into this, guys, that's what we're going to talk about is how do you get into these high caliber conversations and how do you hang out with these extreme badasses that are doing the things either you want to be doing or are you know helping make your area your world move forward in the right direction you got any crazy stories like that kevin where you found yourself in these kind of you know crazy rooms that you know you look around and it's filled with just ridiculously high-powered people uh yes um, it's, it's, I partied with corn one night, the band, <laughs> um, nice. so it, it was really odd because it was uh, one of my clients and he, uh, when I was selling Nextel and he's like, what are you doing? And, and I'm at home. I'm like, uh, I'm at home. He's like, you need to, you need to meet us downtown. Really? Do I have to meet you downtown tonight? I'm like, Yes. You need to be at this bar uh, in half an hour. I'm like, fuck, God, uh, fine, all right. It was largest client. He says he wants to hang out and have drinks. Uh, we're gonna have hang out and have drinks. Uh, so I head downtown. Like, where are you at? Uh, it happens to be the gentleman's club downtown, where he wants to hang out that night. So I show up. I walk in. I tell the you know, guy at the door, hey, I'm here with so-and-so. It's like, awesome, here, follow me. So didn't have to pay to get in. Uh, and I get back there, and he's like, yeah, uh, my, my table's, someone's in my table. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, we normally sit back there, and uh, someone else is there. So, and he, and so he was literally, uh, he literally parked outside of that area in another another table, and you know every girl that walked by he bought he hired and, and had come hang out <laughs> with us so no one none of them could get back there and uh, they at some point jonathan davis comes up and says hey what's going on and he's like well, this is where we normally sit and he's like oh dude we didn't know there was, you know this was normally your table we just came in they put us here and it's like oh, it's all good so the rest of the night we hung out and partied with monkey and jonathan davis and everyone in the corn band and uh, that's cool yeah and it was it was my customer a bunch of his uh clients uh ceos of his businesses and and the money that was being thrown out is like yeah just you know bring us another bottle of champagne i'm like this is 
this is levels above my income <laughs> at the time. <laughs> um, but it was, it was cool. And, and, you know, it's, it's an, it was an experience I've never had before, probably never will again. Uh, but, you know, he and I became really good friends for a while. And, and, uh, and I got to know a lot of his friends who were CEOs of other companies. And it really became this networking thing where I was getting into a lot of businesses that I wouldn't have had access to if I hadn't gone out and did this event. Yep. And I think there, there's, there's a couple of, of things to unpack in both these stories. Um, uh, and one is if a friend calls you and says, get your ass here, get there, you know, because you never know what the conversations are going to be. But I, I think there, there's the one is I, more people should say yes to things that they are not saying yes to. But two, it's, I think everything starts with some sort of desire of like, for me, it was, you know, I really needed to get in these more high caliber rooms so I could get into these better and bigger conversations. And I know, I think part of my transition into some of the bigger rooms and conversations I got into was my own personal confidence, you know, as a up and coming sales guy, my confidence wasn't the greatest thing, you know, it wasn't the, the strongest thing in the world. And I think, as I got around people, they could tell that there was some nervous energy in me. And when you project a lot of nervous energy, people don't necessarily want to embrace you and bring you into their world. But as I got more confident in my abilities, especially when I started doing sales training, I got invited into more and more things and got to sit on some cool boards and be a part of some really cool conversations. And, you know, Getting into the rooms is is one thing. Learning to stay in the rooms is a whole nother thing. Yep. And I think for a lot of people is you need to really start thinking about specifically who is it you want to be around. And it's not as simple to say, I want to be around millionaires or I want to be around CEOs. You've got to really get a lot more specific. I mean, Kevin had no clue he was going to hang with corn that night. <laughs> you know, that was just a, a, you know, a lucky happenstance and, you know, but the decision to hang and connect with the CEOs and everything afterwards were very done matter of factly and purposeful. Yeah. I think it's really understanding when you get into these situations where you are, are now networking with the badasses and the, the powerful elite uh, within your world, it's understanding what value you bring to the table and being able to provide value yeah. to them. You know, when I was really heavy in the person-to-person -person networking and doing all the uh, the stuff with the other organization, people knew that I knew people. And one of the big values that I was able to bring was I could make the right introductions for people. You know, when mm -hmm. we would be having conversation, they'd be talking about something going on in their business or that they needed something or stuff going on at their house. And it's like, oh, dude, I know someone. Here's who I know. Can you know? Do you want me to make an introduction? And I became that person who is like, "Oh crap, we need Kevin because he knows everyone and it helps us solve our problems." And eventually, when their problem came to be something that I could actually fix, they just automatically came to me because I had fixed all their other problems. So why not have them fix this one? Uh, but it was understanding that right. that was one of the big values that I bring. 
uh, you know, now with my experience from that organization and stuff we're doing now, one of the values is my ability to actually help them fix stuff in their business and be able to have peer to peer conversations and point out stuff that they don't necessarily want to see and, and, and then have those conversations. But you, you have to build the relationships and understand, hey, here's the value I bring to you. Here's the value this person's bringing to me. And, and that's what causes you to keep getting more of those people in your world. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It's a, it's a huge part about opening doors for people. And you know, even to this day, I get a lot of people coming up and asking me, you know, how do they get into certain rooms and certain conversations? And recently I had a gal, you know, reach out to me and we jumped on a Zoom. And as we're talking, you know, everything I suggested she needed to do for her business, I, I, I got the concept. Well, I've done that. I've tried that. And it was really starting to get fucking annoying as every, literally everything that I tried, it was a series of or some form of I've done that. And I finally said, look, the reason your business is where it's at is because you believe you've actually tried. Hey, Donnie Bovine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking. And I just want to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com and I look forward to seeing you there. Tried everything and you actually haven't tried anything. And she got really mad at me for a second. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you said one of your clients was XYZ Fortune 500 and that they, you know, did a one-time job with you for the tune of like $20,000. And she goes, absolutely brought that in. It was great. It was exciting. And I said, why aren't they doing ongoing, you know, $20,000 a month, a week projects with you? And she said, well, my person left. I said, what do you mean my, your person left? And she started going to this diatribe or this long conversation of all of the inner workings. And I said, look, you have one job when you're in a business development role and you're going after companies to that level. And your job is to go as deep and wide into that company as you possibly can. You've got to figure out who the ballers are, who the movers and shakers are, and you've got to get in there and network your ass off with the entire company. I'm like, you know, so you did the one-time deal with that company. I said, cool, who's their director of operations? Who runs their marketing department? You know, who runs their accounting department? Who runs their legal team? And all along, you, she, she was looking at me, and you could tell that she did not know any of them. I said, so you haven't done the things you think you've done because if you had, you'd be networking on that level and be able to bring things in. And the whole point for me that of that is, is if you want to be in the right circles, you've got to go get into the right circles, which means you've got to figure out where these people are hanging out. You've got to figure out what they're doing and you've got to figure out how to actually have legitimate conversations with people and then do what Kevin did and open a shit ton of doors for these people. Yeah, I always tell people, you know, one of the coolest things to think about is if you want to network with a group of CEOs, go figure out what board that CEO sits on. And it's going to be a nonprofit of some sort. 
go figure out where a gala or an event or something's happening that supporting that nonprofit and go sell two or three tables for that event. Call that CEO up and say, hey, I see you have your nonprofit event on XYZ date. I'm going to introduce you to so-and-so. They're purchasing three tables. They just need to use you for the final details to get through. Is it okay if I make that introduction? I mean, you bring something like that to a CEO. They're going to sit down and have a future conversation with you because you're actually doing and opening doors for it. You know, but that's that's to get in these circles. That's what we're talking about. Is you got to up your game to be actually trying and proactively doing things to get into those conversations. Yeah. What you're saying about understanding who everyone is in the company is, is so key. That, that was one of the reasons when I was doing uh, corporate sales, I would have my one contact, but I still wanted to have FaceTime with all the other people that were touching that account. Even though I had people that were doing my accounting, customer service stuff and technical support, I still wanted to have some interaction with the people that were interacting with those people. You know, I wanted to talk to their, my client's accounting department and make sure things were going. And I wanted them to know my name so that if someone left, other people knew who I was. You know, I didn't want to just talk to my person. I wanted to talk to the people that were, you know, utilizing the product or service too. So that if, when they got promoted into this position, they still knew me. And there was, they, they would steep, keep using my stuff and giving me money. So it was really key to, you know, use that, uh, that relationship as a gateway and to get introduced into other, 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 uh, other people that were in their world. So, you know, it's when you're out looking though, for these people, the key is you kind of need to cast a wide net. You need to be talking to a lot of different people and interacting with a lot of different people to figure out who are the right ones for your network. You know, you might have a couple key people identified that you want to have in your network and have build a, a networking relationship with. But when you get in front of them and start interacting with them, you might find out they're just a total ass and they're not the person you right. want in your world. You know, there are some people that I'm interacting with now on on. Uh, social media that keep popping up on other people's posts. I'm like, wow, you are so negative. Why is everything half the glass half full with you or the glass half empty, the negative version of that? Why is, why are you that person all the time? And I'm like, I don't even want to interact with, with you anymore because you're just negative. <laughs> so th that's the risk you run. If you said, Oh, I want to network with these three people. Awesome. What if those three people suck? And they're not who you think they are because their right. their public view is is done really well. You know, you you need to have that wide wide net. You need to be talking to lots of people because you never know who you're going to find out and who you're going to find that's going to show For up sure. in your world. You know, look at uh, the relationship Donnie and I have now. You know, when we first met, I was like, "Yeah, this isn't going anywhere. This isn't a big thing. He's not my my." Uh, client type. He's not who I'm looking to do work with. He doesn't want to give me money. Um, this, is a, this isn't a relationship. It was all, all true. true. Uh, and, but, you know, now four years later, you know, we have, we own companies together and we're, we're changing the world. And it's because, you know, we still built a relationship and it, it, everyone changes. For sure. You know, I was watching a movie over the weekend as we were working inside the house because it was so fucking hot outside. And I, I 
turned on the Irishman, and if y'all haven't seen it, it's it's got the three fucking just the dudes you want to see in a movie with De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci, you know, all in this movie. And it's and it's and the movie's really about the Irishman, but it's the story of Jimmy Hoffa. And, you know, Pacino's playing Hoffa, uh, and you know, De Niro's playing the Irishman. But the the point of me bringing that up is, you know, the Irishman really starting off was a truck driver, you know, delivering meat and stuff. So uh, the way the Irishman became, you know, known as the Italian mafia, you know, Irishman guy was he started becoming a guy that could do the things for people. And now, granted, he was whacking people and all kinds of stuff. So I don't want you to go out and kill anybody, but. He he learned to say yes to a lot of things early on and get people what they need and do the things that people have. And I think it's the same thing for, you know, you as you're building your business out is you got to go figure out what people need and you got to go open those doors for them. And you got to continually find yourself in, as the person that pe- that gets the phone call when people are looking, needing, you know, and doing things because you're the guy or gal that can open up the doors. And the more you become a useful asset, asset, I can't say that word, the quicker you're going to become somebody's go-to friend or confidant that can, you know, do and, and uh, make sure everything happens that it needs to happen. And I forget Joe Pesci's character, you know, in this uh, movie, but uh, he plays one of the most connected mafia guys outside of Hoffa. And there's several times in a movie that said, you know, if you needed something to happen, you know, Joe Pesci was your guy. And I think that's a lot of what we're talking about here is you've got to be that person that gets the phone call. So whether that's the introductions, whether that's, you know, uh, getting the right people together, being at the right events, or, you know, maybe you're helping a nonprofit grow, whatever, you have got to constantly be the person that people are like, look, you need anything. You need anything taken care of or done. You need to call Don. You need to call Kevin. You need to call whoever your name is, right? And put yourself constantly in that position. And the only way you can do that is what Kevin said, is you got to create a wide-ass net of contacts and make a collection of people. And if you haven't talked to her, just talk about you know ranking out your network. Go back and find that episode. But it, this is literally the ability to put the right people together the right time so you stay top of mind and you'll continue to be invited into the right rooms and the right conversations. Yeah, one of the one uh, of the things I, think- I learned is um, as I was getting older and having different types of experiences, I started to have different networks. I had my veteran military network. I had my business network. I had my my BNI network. You know, and I they didn't all mix. And I really for the longest time I kept them all separate. And then, you know, intermingle them mostly because I was not sure how everyone would would do in the veteran world because uh, we, we network a little differently than everyone else. And we're a little bit more aggressive and raw at times. So I didn't know how everyone would take it. So but one of the things I've learned is you don't know how that's actually going to go. So I've gotten much better at letting all those pieces of my life overlap. And I'm letting my business clients get exposed to my veteran contacts on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and be part of that world. 
because uh, you don't know where the connections are going to come. You don't know when someone's going to be like, oh, dude, I, I just ended up talking with this guy uh, that uh, you connected us with, and it was freaking amazing, and we're doing this stuff now uh, from two completely separate networks. So you need to be willing to, to uh, let everything overlap and bring people into parts of your world that you've always kind of kept out, you know, oh, well, this is just for these people. You can't do that anymore. You know, people want to have the, the, the full relationship when they have the people in their network now. They don't want to just, oh, this is a, a my veteran friends thing. No, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll bring my civilian friends to those now. Uh, I will usually utter a disclaimer prior so that they know what they're getting into. But, you know, let them experience it. Let You don't know what relationships are going to happen. So, you know, that that's my big thing. Yeah, no, for... I love it. I love it. And I, and I think, you know, really for this episode, guys, it's one is you got to figure out, you know, in particular who you want to be networking with and, and make those you kind of your key goals and target. I mean, two, you got to find yourself in the rooms with these people so that you can get in the conversations. Three, you got to be the person that has the Rolodex that can open up doors for other people so you can make those introductions and make sure that you know you're connecting the right people and four you've always got to position yourself as the person who's going to get the call right the person that knows the right people in town and when you vouch for somebody you know people are going to take that conversation you know and make sure that it's dialed in yeah and remember that ceos are people they you know these people you want to network with they like doing the same things everyone else does you know, sure. they, they like playing poker. They like a good bourbon. They like shooting, you know, they like sports. They like going out and doing things. They like concerts, you know, figure out those things that they like. And that's how you build a relationship is by doing those things with them, not just showing up at a business event. 100%. They put their pants on the same way you do one leg at a damn time. So as always, guys, if you got any value, any tips, tricks, something that you can use out of this episode, please leave us a review. Make sure you're subscribed and share this out with one person that could be of value to this. And as always, love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as success champions.